Welcome to the broadcast, everybody. I'm your host, Brandon Horton. This is Diabetic on Board, Season 2, Episode 3. And this is about CGMs, at least my user experience with a CGM, the only one I've tried, which is the Freestyle Libre. Um, first, this is not medical advice. Uh, this is my user experience. If you need medical advice or a consultation, please re- you know call your healthcare provider, your doctor, or your endocrinologist. Um, this is just my user experience. <clears throat> With that said, um, let's jump into it. I've I've been using a CGM. Gosh, for about three years now. And I started with the Freestyle Libre 10-day sensor when it hit the market. Um, You're going to hear it right now as I scan the sensor on my left arm. Um, I've also got it set to vibration, which you heard as well. So if if it's loud wherever I am, I can feel that I, I got an accurate scan. And right now my blood sugar is at 166. So... Slightly elevated. Need to uh, take some water in, uh, but the arrow is pointing horizontal, which means I'm staying at one or even. Basically, it's super simple. Um, <clears throat> the you know I don't know how the cost is calculated with each insurance plan, but I pay twenty eight dollars a month, um, and you get two. It's the fourteen day sensor. So you get two a month. Um, You used to get three. It was a 10-day sensor um, when it first hit the market. And um, it was okay when it came out. Um, It seemed to fail a lot more or fail to launch. Um, You know, right off the bat, I'll tell you that it's a game changer. If you don't have a CGM, my suggestion is you try it out. Uh, It is a game changer. Um, and I love it. Uh, that being said, it, it, it poses, um, some different, uh, I would say protocols about how you, depending on who you are, how you interact with, you know, I have two kids, I've got an eight year old and a uh, 12 year old. Um, so you, you know, you have to be mindful when you're if you're wrestling or you're roughhousing or whatever you're doing. I mean, obviously you can't do Brazilian jiu-jitsu with one on, but um, I was surprised at how resilient it was um, and is, especially when swimming in the ocean. Um, It is obviously waterproof um, and you can swim with it on. I uh, surfed with it on. I bodyboarded, body surfed with it on, wrestled with my, my kids in the ocean with it on, um, and it stayed on and worked. Um, the only time that <laughs> the only time that that I've ever have a, I've ever had a problem with it is walking through a doorway, which is completely you know it's complete user error, and I've brushed up against the side of a, a door frame and ripped it off my arm. Um, and once it once you you rip it off or once you deactivate or jar it uh, and it deactivates the sensor's dead 
um, at least to my knowledge. Now, there are some people uh, with the competitor version, uh, which is the Dexcom, that know how to restart a sensor. I haven't tried the Dexcom, um, and uh, but I think you can hack them. I don't know how. To, I'm not a hacker, so I don't know how to hack my sensor. But I know there's people that have restarted the uh, Dexcom sensors, um, and that's a competitor to the um, Freestyle Libre. I would describe the Libre. Uh, as some of its marketing literature does, as a flash sensor, meaning that you have to scan it. At least the original version, you had to scan it. Um, I think if you have a an iPhone, uh, it will send a signal to your iPhone. You can read it with your iPhone. <clears throat> I've got uh, uh, an Android, a Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, and um, it does not go to my phone. So you get like a little scanner, that's um, which you just heard again. Um that you scan the sensor with and you get um, a reading. I scanned it this time, I'm at 161. So it's fairly accurate. Um, and you get, the way it, it interfaces in the scanner is you have a horizontal air, uh, arrow, um, meaning that your, your blood sugars are stable and consistent within a parameter of the number it gives you. Um, I think it's about 30, 30% maybe, probably a little better than 30%. Um, or you got an arrow ticking slightly up, meaning you're going up. Um, you have an arrow pointing straight up, which means you're going straight up and there's a lead lag involved, meaning that you're actually probably higher than the number uh, it's showing. And then the exact opposite, a number ticking, an arrow ticking uh, slightly down and then an arrow pointing straight down which means that you're headed towards hypoglycemia <laughs> um, there are no warnings given meaning that you have to implement the sensor you have to scan your sensor with the reader um, in order to get a reading it will not send alerts to you if you're um, headed into hyperglycemia or if you're headed into hypoglycemia, if you're going low. The Dexcom does send you warnings. Um, but again, I haven't tried that one yet. Um, I probably will at some point. I'm pretty happy with this. It's been a game changer. Uh, the, you know, its pros are its ease of use, uh, its accuracy, its resilient. Um, its cons are, you know, it's a prescription, which I think is absolutely just bizarre to me from a business standpoint that this that you need a prescription to get a constant glucose monitor um i i you know and i don't understand <clears throat> all the rules to that but it just if we can as consumers if we can buy a smartwatch that can read our pulse our heart rate you know it just seems like as a company you would want to sell more of these to an even an even larger audience than diabetics. Um, I follow MMA, and I know that when those fighters train, they monitor their blood sugar levels. Um, now, obviously, again, like you can't grapple with these things on, but to have a CGM uh, implemented uh, into your training regimen, whether you're sparring in stand up or something, and and just able to flash check it. Um, it just it just seems like there's a wider mar uh, market for the for for Abbott. Um, I also found out during the uh, 
COVID-19 pandemic that CGMs were just allowed in hospitals, which again, that's totally bizarre to me that they, um, uh, previous to COVID-19, they were, you couldn't use them, um, which is just completely bizarre to me. Uh, but I'm learning as I'm going as far as all the uh, idiosyncrasies in the healthcare system, at least here in the United States. You know, I'm in, I'm in the United States. I don't know where you're listening to this. Um, the 10-day sensor had some issues. It failed to launch or read a couple times. Like you would, you would inject, you know, you put it on and then it would fail to read, fail to register. So you, you know, Abbott was pretty good about a... Uh, return policy and they'd send you another sensor but in the meantime if that was your last one you had to wait a few days to get it the 14 day sensor has failed on me a couple times from launch um but it's few and far between what i experienced with the 10 day reader um and you know that's a that's another con uh a new development now you know three years into this um wearing the 14-day sensor is that I've developed a skin allergy to the adhesive part of the sensor, um, which obviously you see once you, you take it off. And it's not, it's not just a, uh, it's an actual skin allergy that I've had uh, my endocrinologist look at, that I've had my general practitioner look at, that I haven't always had with these things so i wonder if something was changed in the adhesive tape that abbott is using on the sensor or if an ingredient uh in the adhesive has changed i don't know but i'm having a pretty significant skin allergy to it um that stays with me uh an additional 14 to 20 something days after i removed the sensor Hydrocortisone tends to help calm it down, um, but it's there. So I'm looking at alternatives right now. Um, working out with it, sweating with it, it stays on. It does really well. Uh, but the you know the only cons for me are it's a prescription. Um, sometimes it fails to launch when you're starting a new one up, injecting it, you know, attaching it, and the the allergy that I've experienced with it, but. It's, you know, it's pretty exciting time with the CGMs, in my opinion, for diabetes management, for my own self-management. Um, j- just having grown up with a, I'm 46, by the way, and having, you know, I have a four-year-old a brother who's four years older than I am. And watching what he had to do, he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when we were kids in the 80s. Watching, observing what he had to do with that technology had at the time I mean at the time he was using urinalysis you know um and by the way I was diagnosed in 2011 when I was 37 so um I was well aware of the the disease and the management aspect of it um but to have had this to have a CGM I can only imagine the the stress reducer it it is for parents of children with type 1 diabetes. Uh, I, I know that this would have helped my parents greatly to, to have had it with my brother. So it's, you know, in, to me, it's a pretty exciting time. 
uh, for technology um, and and uh, diabetes management. So my suggestion to you is, um, and I don't know what your your current circumstance is like, uh, whether you have a job, whether you have money, whether you have health insurance, I don't know. But my suggestion to you is, and again, this is a suggestion. This is not medical advice. Uh, my suggestion to you is to do whatever it takes to try out and implement a CGM into your uh, your diabetes management regimen. Uh, it's a game changer. It's a total game changer. Um, and I'm you know I'm looking forward to trying Dexcom, um, and it'll be interesting to see if I get approved for it uh, since I already have one. If you listen to the Afreza episode, uh, it's a fast-acting inhalable insulin that I was denied um, uh, even with a prescription because I already had the fast-acting insulin I was injecting. So it'll be interesting to see if the same rules apply <clears throat> with Blue Cross Blue Shield in my current plan here in uh, in North Carolina. So it's a quick episode this week. I just wanted to uh, impart my user experience with it, I, you know, I, and maybe some other players, I know there's Eversense, which is, um, it requires a little bit of, uh, surgery and you actually insert the sensor, uh, under your skin. I think that's where we're going with technology. Obviously, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can implement it into say a contact lens one day or an earring or, um, you know, maybe some kind of, nanotech you can swallow and then pass through your bowels x amount of you know days later that that can then send a signal to a sensor on the outside um it it's it's a very interesting time for for diabetes uh management as far as technology is concerned so my user experience again is with the freestyle libre the 10 day uh and the 14 day um Overall, I sing its praises. It's a it's a good product, um, but it's not the only product on the market. If you're interested in this, talk to your healthcare provider about it. Um, ask them about Dexcom, Eversense, uh, Freestyle. I don't know if there's any other ones out there, but um, yeah, thumbs up for me. Uh, that's it for this week. Uh, just a short one. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, 2020. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Let me know uh, your thoughts on CGMs or anything else. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Diabetic On Board, and you can find me on Instagram at Diabetic On Board. Thanks for listening. I'm Brandon Horton, and I will catch up with you guys next time. Thanks again.